0: And be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. All right. We're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. (laughs) You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a Night Shift Radio production. Hello, TSPHC Army, and welcome to our episode uh, for... The Toxic Avenger. A um, couple things we want to go over before we start this episode. There is some language that neither Dodd nor myself approve of in this movie. And as you know, we can be pretty filthy. And there's also a attempted rape scene. We just want to kind of point those out before we start talking about it in case any of that is troubling or stressing for any listeners. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's roll the film. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pod Hero Cast. Guys with beards talking about movies with capes. Episode 70. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched The Toxic Avenger. But is he an Avenger? He's, uh, yeah. He's Look, a Revenger.
1: He's, uh, uh, he's, I don't know what he is. I, he's, he's a, mur- he's uh, a loving man. Murderous, it turns. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a – you know, the toxic adventure, he, he, you can't put him into a box. He's a complex uh, construct of uh, – he's an emotion. I he's would a- like
0: <laughs> – I would like to put this movie into a box yeah, and bury right, it deep, right. deep, deep, deep in the earth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. Well,
0: uh, yeah. L- hey, l- buddy. L- hey, Happy New Year. Yay. That's right. I know, TSBHC Army, you will have already heard one episode – uh, this year, but uh as we record this, we are in January 2nd, that's or as right. I'd call it 12 days to WandaVision. <laughs> and uh you know, we're just uh starting the, the year outright with this uh cornhole of a movie. <laughs> cornhole, uh, no lube. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. Todd, how was your uh,
1: how were how was your uh holidays, man? Uh it was I mean it was nice. I mean it was it was low key. Uh, I mean, arguably the most exciting thing that happened, uh, was I officiated wedding number six today. So I've today, today was, uh, I officiated the sixth wedding that I've done, which was always fun. Some friends of ours, uh, Kate and Corey, Corey, good friend of the podcast has, uh, always sharing his thoughts with us. Uh, so congratulations, Kate and Corey, big deal. It was uh, a
0: mazel mazel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very interesting change. As apropos for you know the end of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one, it was about ten people in the room, everyone masked, uh, Zoom for lots of people online, and then a bigger thing happened later this year. But hey, it it worked. We signed the license, got the uh, witnesses, so they're married. Yay!
0: Yeah. So they'll do like the reception later this year.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, That's I think smart. I think in That's November smart. they're gonna uh, they're gonna do like. We're going to redo it. Um,
0: so, yeah, that'll be fun. We, we should be out of the woods by then, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, God, please. Let's, uh, <laughs>
1: please. let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh,
1: uh, oh. yeah, so listen, you, you, there, there's some stuff we're going we're gonna to have to talk about this movie. But before we do that, let's get all of the other stuff out of the way first. Because we actually have a lot of stuff uh, to talk about before we get there.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, do you want to start with beer? Sure. So we can start start drinking ahead yeah. of time? All right, so since we are guys with beers
1: talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? We started out the year on on the good foot with our with our good friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop here in Township 5 in the town of Camillus in the greater Syracuse, New York area. Finest beer selection you're going to find anywhere. Walked in today, Damn both Joel and Carissa and Barley were all hard at work. Uh, and had an opportunity to uh, connect with them briefly. Hadn't seen them in a few weeks, so that was actually kind of nice. You know, not surprised. This movie, there's a lot of a uh, lot of themes you can kind of hang your hat on. Although surprisingly, not a lot of beers with poison or toxic or toxin in the title. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, Chris that's, was that's like, really "Yeah, weird. not a big, uh, not a big draw for titles," um, but <laughs> you know, nonetheless, within you know, I think the first two minutes of being in the shop, uh, I found an option, and sure enough, actually, I found my backup, and then I found uh, the one we went with today. So, we are drinking a beer a little bit farther than um, some of the some of the places we usually go. Uh, this beer is from Licking Hole. So, yeah, well, this is a Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery. Now, they are Virginia's mm-hmm. award winning farm brewery. They're located on 290 pristine acres in Goochland County, Virginia, USA, Earth. Yeah, Goochland, I said it. They love to make innovative premium beers for beer lovers. Small batch flavor and hard to come by ingredients are just byproducts of the craftsmanship and care that goes into each brew. Now, the beer we're drinking today, uh, you know, shocker. We leaned in on the whole toxic waste kind of angle. So the beer today is beautiful green can. Uh, it is the mm-hmm. nuclear nugget. This hop bomb is a lot of things. One thing it is not is subtle. Nuclear nugget explodes the nose with notes of citrus, flowers, and centennial hops. Then the nuclear fallout is accompanied by local clover honey to bring everybody back mm. to safety. Their on-site LCC bees and other local apiaries provide their honey. Beer power support the bees. This is their Imperial Honey IPA. It is 10.5% alcohol by volume, so... As most of the – actually, as all of the season has been, we're remote and neither of us are driving, and that's a good thing.
0: Yes, because right here at the bottom, after that description, it says, proceed with caution, the hour draws nigh. <laughs> why, why are you hiding your uh, your can pop? I always like to do it right. Yeah. Nice. All Get right. it right in now there. Now, again,
1: easy with the pour. You want about a 45-degree angle You know, to about three-quarters of the way up there.
0: That's what she said. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Easy pouring, Mm. Okay.
0: I like the color. Mm. Ooh, that's like a, a nice amber.
1: Yeah, and there's a sweetness, I think, that you get, like, right, just the aroma. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, starting the year out, I think, with a good beer, at least. So, cheers, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Hmm. That is... Wonderfully smooth with all this dry hop talk. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be that, very hop forward. It's not that's a good oh, beer, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, that, of course, is the problem because you're just like, la la la. <laughs> yeah, that's a good beer,
1: that is a good beer, right? And that, uh, that um, honey's it
0: comes through a little bit at the end, very subtle, but good, it, very subtle. I was I was worried it was going to be like honey beer and be like uh, like like almost like a mead. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Me too. But like me a too. light mead. Yeah, but no, this is very drinkable, which is <laughs> which is dangerous oh, yes. for ten and a half mm. percent.
0: Hmm. Um. Hey. So we got some reshoots and reactions, don't we? We
1: sure do. We got a whole bunch here. Let me roll through here. So one going back to the middle of last month, uh, middle of December, our good buddy Phil was listening to Batman Forever, and. We shared last episode, he had some feedback for us. He had another note that we wanted to kind of reconnect with with Phil, make sure he was comfortable with us sharing. He gave us the go-ahead, so this is all with Phil's permission. Uh, So I think we were talking about the fact that that Aubrey and I have realized, or I have realized, that I think Aubrey has misophonia because mouth sounds around her really put her right on edge. And Phil, of course, Mm. is our reference for that. Phil... Uh, as we heard in the Iron Man episode, talked about his misophonia. He shared a little bit more with us, and we thought it was worth talking about because, again, if you don't know what that is, this was really educational. So here's the message he sent to us. Hey, guys, just had to jump in. I literally stopped the episode and wanted to just talk quick about misophonia. I feel sorry for all who suffer from it. I have dealt with it from day one. I bet even as a baby I dealt with it, but I can't remember. But seriously, it's affected mm. me since childhood. But my sister only started to suffer it suffer from it in her mid twenties. So I think it's absolutely possible to catch it later in life. When my sister and I have had dinner together, we make sure the TV is on and we sit on opposite sides of the room as much as we can. And when the show or whatever fades to black, and we both we, when the show or whatever fades to black, we both stop chewing and wait. Unfortunately for me, I found that now, in addition to chewing. Shuffling feet and the beeping of the machines at the gym also annoy me. Not as much as chewing, but it's there. I can feel it growing. So my advice, invest in a good TV while eating or a white noise machine. I like the ones that Hmm. sound like the shower running, dishwashers, airplanes, anything loud. And I am not a parent, but as a kid that suffered from it and was actually punished for reacting to it, watch how your kids react at the dinner table and have just a little patience. My family thought I was just being a rude little asshole when I'd have to leave the table. Anyway, back to Batman Forever. Thanks as always, Phil.
0: Oh no, Phil! Phil, back away. It's Batman Forever. That's right. That's right.
1: Don't go back to. Don't go back to that. But you know, <laughs> I really appreciate it. him sharing that. And, and especially as yeah, a, thank you, Phil. Especially as a father, um, I, I know that you have a child with some special needs in your house.
0: Yes, he is sensory seeking though. So oh, okay. that, those noises don't bother. The me. other way. Yeah. So our He's not sensory aversion, yeah.
1: Joseph, our our middle boy, um certainly has something that I've heard very common with other parents of children's around his age, um textures of clothes he's really aware <sighs> sure. of. He, they've got to be soft and smooth and I'm I'm like, "Oh, you know, I just I wonder if it's in that whole sensory sensitive Kind of spectrum. I wonder if misophonia kind of
0: fits into sure. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure on that one. And I'm not even going to try and pretend like I know. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that the bear is not affected by... In fact, he is a... Uh, he, he, he most of the time eats kind of like E.T. eats. <laughs> Takes a piece, puts in this... God, really really and go ahead and go that. ahead and cut that if, if 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 you need to the noise but that was more just for you. Thank you. The visual you can, really You made can put it. in like a uh, removed for your safety.
1: That's right. That's right. The visual really made that image absolutely. Yeah.
0: But when I say that, you know exactly what I mean. 100% a very specific way of eating. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But Phil, thanks for sharing um, that and especially again, thanks for talking about something that people may not be aware of. Always helpful to yeah, yeah. learn a little bit. So thank you.
0: You shared that with a with a class and a gracefulness with a with something that bothers you. That uh, you know this movie says, "Hey, fuck your feelings." Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, hundred percent. But before we get there, <laughs>
1: we've got a couple more.
0: We got a couple more. We got a, a five timer. Uh, uh, my brother, yes. Colin, my brother wrote to us, uh, said, "Listening to you guys, fan-goober over Joe McHale." <laughs> if we, if we Rude. fangoobered per se. I mean, he's a goddamn handsome man, but that's neither here nor there. That's right. Uh, he said he may not be able to sing that uh, he may not be able to sing that well, but he does, if I'm not mistaken, have a Rolls Bowl ring. And I just simply wrote, Wait, what? And he shared with us a picture of Joel McHale uh looking even more muscular than he does now. He looked like he was just putting on Pure mass at that point. Yep. Um In front of the Rose Bowl, and he played Division One football in college. Yeah, he sure did.
1: And uh, y- you know, you you said it in that football jersey. You're like, oh, he is a he's a huge guy. We talked about that. It's so hard to see, you know, in the way he's usually presented. But oh yeah, he's a big guy. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, he's like six four or something. Mm-hmm. He's he's a, he's a very tall man
1: and and built. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, listen, that, oh. that's why, uh, you know, Colin's a five timer, right? I mean, that's. Uh,
0: that is. Do our, we have another one? We do. We've
1: got two more. So, a uh, quick okay. note that came over on Facebook Messenger from our friend Patrick Patrick uh, just a few days oh, ago. Yes. Uh, pointed out that <laughs> uh, we, in our discussion of Keith David versus David Keith, he reminded us that Keith David is the voice of Spawn.
0: Yeah, he is
1: the super cool Todd McFarlane anti-hero that th- <laughs> supposedly Todd McFarlane is involved in the in the movie. I haven't heard anything happen on that in a while.
0: Well, Jamie Foxx was supposed to play Spawn.
1: Oh, and interesting. now
0: Jamie Foxx is playing Electro in. Spider Man oh, 3. Please, why? So I'm pretty sure Spawn has been put on the wayside for a bit. Yeah. Y- y- you know, it- why, wait, wait, why, why are you saying why? Uh, I, Give Jamie Foxx the redemption he deserves. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, yeah, okay. All right. Sure. Oh, not? do you have a problem with all the characters coming together? Because then you should probably just fail Endgame right now. First of all, how fucking dare you? Shots, <laughs> Shots fired, in fired in the yard. Yeah.
1: Pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: but yes, Patrick. Yes, he uh, he is Sean. I, I believe my exact words to him were, "Oh fuck, I forgot." <laughs> that's right. Yes, that,
1: I think that was exactly right. Yeah,
0: that's uh, so a good catch the, there, the, Patrick. The Mortal Patrick. Kombat. Yes, the new Mortal Kombat game has Sean. It uh, has has Sean has Spawn, and it is uh, Keith David.
1: Is he one of the the
0: um, platform specific characters? Like it, it, I don't know. Got I, it. I I I don't own any. I, I have a uh, a Wii that it's broken. Uh, that should <laughs> probably give you an idea of my gaming. Got it. Got it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh,
1: all right. And then uh, our last reshoot comes to us from my brother Mata, who I oh, yeah. I, I really think I. I we, I really need to get him on, this epi- on an episode. He would really yes. contribute to it. He is famously, he's as big of a comic book fan as I am, if not bigger, uh, and famously kind of hates comic book movies because he thinks they do a terrible <laughs> job of adapting them. So, well, some do. Some do. He's not <laughs> wrong. Uh, but he, he messaged me on Facebook the other night. He said, hey, I'm listening to your Winter Soldier episode. I love Todd Margaret. I think it's amazing. Too cringy for, for Heidi, his wife. Uh, and actually, Matta was one who turned me on to Todd Margaret. Uh, but he said, Dr. Druid was not in the West Coast Avengers. He was in the regular Avengers around that same time period. The original West Coast Avengers was Iron Man. Mm, no, I'm reading this now. He, I, I think that's not correct. Uh, original West Coast Uh-oh. Avengers, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Tigra, Wonder Man. Those are all correct. I don't believe Iron Man was one of them, but... Again, if we got it wrong,
0: is he maybe th- is he maybe thinking of War Machine? No, or is it that weird time where Rhodey was Iron Man?
1: Uh, no, no it, okay. it's around that it's around that time, but it's but I don't think Iron Man was part of the team. Um,
0: right, because he was he was Iron Man for like a year,
1: yeah, or something like that. Oh, you know, what? and Matta says now Matta's next note is one of the early bits, the early uh, story arcs, because the West Coast Avengers had a their own title. Um, one of the early mm-hmm. hits is Hawkeye trying to find a sixth member for the team. Um, but I'm so now he's as and this is obviously happening live because I'm reading this going. No, that's not correct. Um, h- hang on. West Coast Avengers. Oh, shit. Was he right? Damn it. Yep. He was right. Uh, Say it one more time. Yeah, Matta, You're 100% correct. The original. So it's Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Wonder Man, Tiger and Iron Man. Oh, shit with the last actually being Jim Rhodes as opposed to Tony Stark, a fact initially unknown to the team. That's right, because there's a whole thing where yet he, he takes his gauntlet off and you just see a black hand instead of what they expect to see, Tony's white hand. That's right. And everyone's surprised. He's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, damn it.
0: <laughs> does, does he then take the mask off and go, surprise, motherfucker?
1: <laughs> he did not. He did not. <laughs> he did not. Uh, and then Was that a little last too note, edgy? Uh Matt's last note was uh the episode is so long and that's so right really explore the studio space lol which I said yes uh I said hey Matt listen I put my pants on one leg at a time of course after I'm dressed then I go make hit podcasts but uh, that's my brother Matt
0: was it that- that he's talking about Winter Soldier, right?
1: Yeah, Winter Soldier. He was listening to Winter Soldier, yeah,
0: which is up at least in the top five longest episodes. we've <laughs> that's done. That's right, that's right. 100%. So, uh, yeah, hey, uh, so you started watching uh, Arrow, we did, we did, uh, yeah, really good. So that means you bounced on Alias, uh, we paused, <laughs> we, we you
1: know, we okay. paused, uh, we could go back to it. But I'll be honest with you. I can't go back. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, it was it of, was okay. Of the two, continue with Arrow. Yeah, like I, 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 I love Alias because of Jennifer Garner, um, of course. But yeah, what do you think of Arrow, man? It, Arrow. Uh, so first of all,
1: the first of all, they. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's talk about it here. I figured out. Yeah. So this is a long-running debate we have. You sometimes will position, try to position my stance as anything that is DC I shit on, which is not correct and not true. Um, so let's set aside the characters and the stories, right? Because that's really what divides us, right? You read DC growing up. I read Marvel. But let's talk about the strategy of movie making between Marvel Studios and uh, DC Films, right? Which is a subsidiary uh-huh. of Warner Brothers. Um I think the Marvel Studios strategy is better, and I finally put my finger on it with, with Arrow. Arrow is better than so many of the DC films, in my opinion, because the, the long-form storytelling of TV or 22 <clears throat> movies strung together, right? That long-form storytelling better fits the origins of these characters and stories, Right. That's the problem I have with the DC films is that they feel so choppy because they don't have that kind of extended story arcs that we get through the Infinity Saga, for example. Right. Where you have the opportunity to build to build characters and tell these stories over a long period of time. In an arrow, you get to see the character development. You get to see those relationships change and evolve so rich now. I was annoyed that Deadshot shows up and he's dead. you know. But the overall, two thumbs up on Arrow, holy cow, so
0: good. The only character background I want to talk about is how the fuck did this then become a children's Saturday morning cartoon?
1: Yeah. I was trying to think. There's, huh? a, there's another example. I'm trying to remember what it was. I was thinking about today. There's another example of something that is absolutely... 100% not appropriate for children that kind of gets, like, sanitized and, you know, the rough edges sawn off and turns into a children's property, it's escaping well, me. I but...
0: think one of the one of the first times I had a problem with it was the Prince of Persia movie. No offense to Jake Gyllenhaal, he's a wonderful actor. <laughs> not Persian? Uh, but that movie looked like it was supposed to be, like, uh, live-action Aladdin, except that the Prince of Persia video game is ultra violent so it's just kind of like don't sell the kids this and then get the game and then all of a sudden you know yeah. you're watching people oh. get disemboweled that's
1: sorry I, i'm sorry i literally thought of it as you were saying that i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh perfect example I you would. <laughs> sorry uh, perfect example no no you're good and we've talked about this in the in the movie episodes teenage mutant ninja turtles the original oh. comics are very much shredder dies. They're shredder dies, they're ultra violent. They're even though they're black and white comics, the turtles are frequently covered with gore. They are not for kids. They are very much in my opinion a, you know, critical uh, you know, critical statement on violence in comic books. You know, Daredevil sure. and The Hand and and, and all that.
0: But yeah, The Hand. The fo- we can save that all for when we hopefully pull Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soon.
1: Well, we've done it twice, right?
0: Yeah, but I'm talking like oh, the, orig- the really, the, yeah, really yeah. good one. But
1: but it was really interesting to see how they latch on to this idea that, boy, if you ignored like the Roots or where these characters started, you could turn it into this very Saturday morning cartoon and tell, sell a boatload the, of toys. The
0: actual Saturday morning cartoon is is pretty goofy. I've not gone back to revisit it, but that first Turtles movie, the very very first one, like ninety or ninety one, that's. I mean, they're still trying to get kids involved in there, but you know, there are deaths. There, it's it's a pretty. The, it's as faithful as an adaptation we could have gotten in the '90s with a Saturday morning cartoon already in the works.
1: Yeah, you know what it is: it, the going from the comic book to that first Turtles movie is the same as going mm-hmm. from the Thomas Jane Punisher movie to the yeah. fan, to the to the short Laundry Day with Thomas Jane. That is what Punisher should have been. Right, like it or actually, 100%. you know, flipped around, right? Like the, yeah, the no, I
0: got I, I, I'm with you. Yeah.
1: All right. So, yeah.
0: Uh, so, strike that, reverse it, strike yeah, that, reverse I gotcha. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah, but we again, we can save that all for when we get to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so IMDb score. Now, I'm yeah. just going to say this right now the this movie. This movie spawns a number of sequels, it's which we'll talk about in a minute. Garbage. Uh, it, it has a life and legs because it was a like midnight cult movie in like New York City and, and, and big cities, right? Do, do you want to yeah. take a guess at
0: what the IMDb score is? I'm going to guess it's probably higher than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> yes is it in like the sixes 6.3 no fuck fuck that yeah. fuck that that's no yeah. no no yeah. this movie is uh. it's, okay
1: so we mentioned and, and i feel like we did we did we say it when we pulled this or we or or their name came up previously their name has come up in the last couple episodes trauma right so trauma yeah, entertainment yeah. um either you're aware of it or you're not
0: and if you're not, you're a very lucky individual.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, it, I have no problem with gore. I have no problem with sex. I have no problem with all the bullet points this movie has in it that I don't like. The reason I don't like it in this film is because it is there just because they could. Yeah, yeah. So trauma. So it I, is vile for <laughs> vile sake, okay. and it's. I'm I'm not interested. All right, so. Um,
1: Troma Entertainment, I'm reading right off the Wikipedia page here because I I just want to get these facts out, then we'll talk about it. Troma Entertainment uh. is an in- American independent film production and distribution company founded by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz in 1974. The company produces low-budget independent films, primarily of the horror genre. Many of them play mm-hmm. on 1950s horror with elements of farce, parody, gore, and splatter. Um, Troma has produced, acquired, and distributed over 1,000 – let me say that again – 1,000 independent films since its creation. Its slogan in 2014 was 40 years of disrupting media. Another slogan the company has used is movies of the future. Dear God, I hope not. Uh, The company also has its own streaming service called Troma Now. Uh, That actually might have – oh, no. Is that still up? That might have stopped. So – you and i had an extensive exchange i oh, don't want to say that here well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, so we're not going to hmm. let's l- let's get into whatever we're going to get into and then we'll we'll talk about whatever then we're, we'll we're going to th- talk about
0: does that does that work for you okay oh wait uh, do you want to roll film yeah or let's you wanna roll hold that? film
1: and then we'll oh okay yeah. well
0: uh HT army that's something called a tease So uh, I want to make this really easy for us. Let's do a quick overview and then let's talk about what we like and don't like. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert. It's going to be more things that I don't like than I like in this movie. So before
1: we do that, let's ground everybody because you and I had an extensive conversation about this when we pulled it and actually even today.
0: Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the the use of words that are not polite. Oh, in
1: oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I want to pull back even even more.
0: If that's okay, Ew, go ahead. Can I, uh, okay. I, so this is, the, this, what, this, is hey, this idea I had. How, today. how about this? You go right ahead because I don't know where the fuck you're going.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right.
0: <laughs> I thought so, I did. Clearly, I was wrong.
1: <laughs> you and I had what I would call a very kind of tactical discussion today about yeah. the variety of things that are problematic with this movie. And to be fair, if we were to go to other trauma movies, I would expect we would run into similar issues across the board. Not the exact same issue in every single movie, but what got me thinking is so it's worth talking about where trauma and its peers sits in the art of filmmaking. And I think that this is a valid discussion, right? So we sure. we talked a little bit earlier, which probably is going to be on the headliner, but we talked a little bit about Marvel Studios' strategy of making films, DC Films' strategy. Mm-hmm. I would submit, regardless of how we feel about the content, there is a vibrant and active, independent, alt-cinema segment of the movie-making business. Absolutely. Troma occupies that. I would put in that same category the films of Roger Corman. I would put sure. the films of Russ Myers. I would put the films of John Waters.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Not in the sense of the content or the tones are the same, but in the sense of they're these small productions that are doing these things that are intentionally outside the the norm of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I would say you could even go as far as like John Cassavetes in the 70s. They're like the antithesis to the studio system of filmmaking. And yeah. for that purpose, I think they warrant at least an acknowledgement and a discussion. Sure. But listen, I'm not defending what they do. And certainly I would put trauma at the, at the very bottom of the list in terms of their contributions to cinema. But we're going to talk about a couple of things. One of them is, a key alumni huh. we just talked about in last episode. Oh, that's yeah. where we. I think that's where that's trauma where trauma came up.
0: Sure, and I think that's maybe where part of my bad taste towards trauma now is, is that it lost uh, James Gunn his job almost because they were pulling up tweets from when he was working at Trauma, and the point of Trauma is to shock and appall. And I don't, I don't condone anything he wrote. I want to, I want to be very clear that the things that James Gunn wrote were gross. I don't defend him in any way, but that's who he was working for at the time.
1: Yeah, but we listen. It would be disingenuous, in my opinion, to lay that at the feet of Trauma. That's James Gunn making a decision. He chose to work for Trauma, right? I mean, he so, sure
0: did. But they might have been like, "Hey, you want to put? You know, who knows? Whatever happened? It's it's now. <laughs> please, dear God, it's in the past. Yeah. We don't need to have that brought up again. He has apologized. He lost his sure. job for a bit. Thankfully, he's back. It's just... I, like, you brought up John Waters. Yep. Pink Flamingos aside, John Waters' movies are very harmless compared to trauma movies. Pink Flamingos is probably his grossest movie. Uh, so that's the
1: piece where I feel like... I, I feel like we need to set our assessment of the content aside and acknowledge that... Th- they are actually, you know, keeping alive this fount, this um, tradition of independent filmmaking and not like independent in the sense of we're hip and we're edgy and we're going to lean into that this marketing angle, but we're really backed by big money. Look, I didn't enjoy watching special, but you don't have a movie like special if you don't have Troma and Roger Corman and Russ Myers and John Waters and John Cassavetes, like and. Kevin Smith, right? I can yeah. I can go get film. I can you know, what did he what did he make Clerks for? Like 25 grand? Or no, it must be yeah. it must have started with that. It must have been like around 100.
0: Well, I know that he's admitted and, to uh <laughs> insurance fraud. So Yeah, it, it, right, yeah, FEMA funds, right? Um but there's this whole opposite Oh, of, I'm sorry. Wait, before before you continue, uh speaking of Kevin Smith, The Toxic Avenger is in Clerks. Yes, I saw that. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that's that. very yeah, cool. Yeah. I thought that was very yeah. cool.
1: Which, listen, knowing Kevin Smith, that's not accidental.
0: Oh no! It, well, he's also the that Toxic Avenger because he's not in two or three, but that Toxic Avenger is a Jersey guy, so he probably sure.
1: But Kevin Smith knows who he is, right? Like, he, he didn't like oh, show sure. up as an extra that day and get put on. Uh, again, like there's this tradition, and if you if you're willing to say. I'm not going to group them by like their themes that they explore because I think John Waters and Troma are very different in terms of the themes that they explore. But both of them have this common DNA of we're not the Hollywood studio. We have these ideas and if they upset or offend you, we're even okay with that. But we're going to do something interesting and unique and different and it's going to be art. Now, I don't like all art, but all of that is art in my opinion. And it's art that has not gone through the corporate sanitization of the studios.
0: You know whose name we didn't mention, who probably should be in there too? And he's more uh, uh, New Zealand than Hmm. American cinema? Uh, Peter Jackson.
1: Oh, uh, well, yes. And then you wouldn't know from
0: Ragnarok, but Taika Waititi as well. Taika's movies never go, I mean, if you look at like Meet the Feebles, that that is that is trauma. I mean, there are there are puppets doing heroin and giving each other blowjobs. It's really really rough movie, right? So again, set aside the content. Taika is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Taika is doing something with. Yeah, it. yeah. like I mean, I, yeah,
1: these are the resources I can pull together. I'm going to make something. It's going to be my own perspective, and it's not going to have gone through. I mean, you know, again, stepping back to the differences. Um, you know, I'm we're reading about the Snyder cut and, you know, I'm not a fan of when business money people are making creative decisions. The The upside to all of these not studio productions is you don't have that happening, right? For better, or for worse, this is their right. vision. You know, yeah. listen, Trauma is not making Hamlet. Let's, we're not suggesting that in any way, right? It's not
0: Shakespeare. No, but they did make Tromeo and Juliet.
1: They did. I saw that.
0: I saw that. I saw that.
1: But what they set out to make, they don't have a finance person saying, no, 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 no. this demographic tested higher, so you need to rewrite this arc
0: to loop in this or avoid this. I mean, it, it even goes as far as Marvel, uh, at uh, Marvel yes. Studios. The the ancient one is white because they knew that if they put it as an actual Tibetan person, it would not play in China. Because 100%. China does not 100% uh, uh acknowledge that Tibet is a real person. Yeah, th- it's,
1: yeah. that is not a fault of DC. That is a fault of
0: in listen, it's That's a fault of corporate movie
1: making. It, yeah, it's not unreasonable. Hundreds of millions of dollars for those movies. Of course, sure. you're not giving a blank check To an artist who has no conception of how to create a product that's going to get a return. That comes with strings. These movies don't have strings.
0: That's why the last three Transformers movies suddenly uh, had a scene that were in China for no fucking reason. Because China backed the movie.
1: Uh, You know, it was interesting to hear Matt Damon talk about, uh, what's his movie? The Great Wall.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you know,
1: not a movie that I think he was uh, burning to do but a movie that probably made sense from a financial perspective because it's it'll play to a worldwide market. So who
0: someone else big is in that we like now is in the Great Wall.
1: Yes. Uh, is it Christian Bale?
0: No, 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 no. No. Uh
1: who's his who's the it's the two guys that are Christian
0: no, uh, so I'm saying Christian Bale. Oh, it's uh,
1: Bale. what's his name?
0: It, it is th- Pedro Pascal. This is the way.
1: And Willem Dafoe.
0: No, it's Pedro. That's who I'm thinking of. Pedro Pascal is in it too.
1: So, Trauma is worth talking about in this tradition of independent film, and again, truly independent film—not you know, hooking onto a marketing angle um, and calling itself independent. But if if you're willing to say, let's set aside uh-huh. the content. But, say, there's this vibrant history of filmmaking outside the studio system, and you're willing to expand to, again, Roger Corman, Russ Myers, John Waters, John Cassavetes, th- those people, Kevin Smith, there'll be others. But even just going to Roger Corman, here's people who get their either their starts or their starts as directors or they get traction in Roger Corman films. Now, uh, some of these are mentoring from Roger Corman himself. Uh, but, I'll, but this one I know. Ron Howard gets his first job as a director in a Roger Ooh. Corman movie. Other young film directors that he either mentored or gave a start to, Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, Jonathan Demme, John Sayles, James Cameron. He helped launch the careers of actors like Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson, Dennis Hopper, Bruce Dern, Sylvester Stallone, Diane Ladd, William Shatner. Yeah, right. So I think it is healthy. It's like healthy bacteria that creates cheese right like that process creates good stuff at the end you got to have it outside the carefully sanitized and overly curated system that is studio filmmaking and i'm glad we have this now listen toxic avenger is a fucking dumpster (laughs) fire but i'm glad we have trauma entertainment I'm not watching their shit, but I'm glad that it's there.
0: You know who's really doing a good job of giving some sort of kind of studio backing to movies and still having it be artist-controlled is A24. Yes, Uh, And specifically who I'm thinking of is uh, Yorgos Lannismos. He did The Lobster and uh, A Killing of a Sacred Deer. Like, those are fucked up weird movies, but in a way that I can handle. Mm Mm-hmm. You watch one of his movies, you go, "Yep, I understand exactly what kind of story you're trying to tell."
1: Midsommar.
0: Um Hereditary, The Lighthouse, oh, the, oh, Uncut Gems, which you didn't like, I love, but but it got made. That wouldn't be made by his studio. Got, yeah, and that they would is be the, lost at, Adam thing. Sandler tries to sell Uncut Gems. They would be like, eh, d- "Does he fart during it? What what happens? But, you know." I didn't have a problem, per se, with Uncut Gems. I had a problem with uh, Adam Sandler being like, if I don't win the Oscar, I'm just going to make shitty movies from now on, when he gave an okay performance. It wasn't (laughs) groundbreaking. It wasn't anything he hadn't done in another movie, just reimagined for that character.
1: Sure. So I'm thinking, I'm expanding our list of people that that would not exist, would not have careers without this, this legacy of independent, outsider filmmaking quentin tarantino
0: yeah is that a pro or is that a con
1: (laughs) well listen it is entirely appropriate to say i don't like this Mm -hmm. art i think it's a different question to say do i want this art to be able to exist
0: or taking it even farther extreme is this art
1: well art is objective it's all art it's all it's all art yeah yeah sure is it good art you
0: that's subjective. W- w- th- yes. That's,
1: but, but I am glad that there, there is this tradition. And so that said, we've got some problems with this movie.
0: <laughs> do you, you want to start talking about how we approach this? Let, you know, there's an easy way to approach this. I say we yeah. give a quick overview of it, which is simply nerdy janitor at the busiest gym in the smallest town in New Jersey. Tromaville. Is bullied uh, for no reason. To the point where they are playing a punked trick on him, which ends up with him jumping out of a window because he's so embarrassed, or he's being chased mm-hmm. uh, ju- and jumping into toxic waste while the truck drivers uh, snort coke. And uh, I think it's I think it's probably more likely to be meth, but yes. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, turns into the Toxic Avenger, but then proceeds to take Not revenge the- on. Not an Avenger, because everything that he does is personal. He goes after the people that were mean to him.
1: Uh, well.
0: A couple times. He, I mean, happenstance happens. The lady he kills in the dry cleaner. Which is clearly, uh, you know, left open for a toxic Avenger 2, because it's never explained why he killed that uh, little person, that was. But she was part of a international white slavery ring. Are they trying to say it's like a man thing where he can he can sense the evil in people?
1: Listen, let's say this: there is no internal logic or structure. Some of the, some of the worst sins of the movie, if we want to evaluate it as like as a film, there are so many scenes that end with a quote, and I'm doing air quotes, joke that is the weakest punchline that ends the scene and apparently wraps everything up with no spillover. Um, This movie is, at times, is a series of bits that I think are all informed. And again, I I think, you know, if you accept that Troma is saying, hey, look, horror movies are popular. We can do what they're doing. We'll do it for less money less production value, less cost, and we'll make less. You know, we didn't say this earlier. The budget for this movie, $500,000. Wow. In 1984. Uh, now, Wikipedia gives it, and, you know, let me acknowledge. I think this is going to be the the barest of estimates. Wikipedia estimates the box office on this was $800,000. I'll bet you it's made mo- at least that much, if not more, since in video and DVD and Blu-ray releases, because this is a cult classic. There's no denying that. Sure is. And then to your point, if you if you start to factor in the licensing that they would have made off of the cartoon, I remember the toys and they were bizarre, but there were toys. This, sure were. this probably was incredibly profitable. So much so, did you <laughs> did you see that there is a talk as recently as uh, oh, no, it's happening. let's see. Oh, please, please no. So as recently as March of 2019, Mekon Blair was announced to mm-hmm. direct and write it. Now he's a um an artist known for Blue Ruin, the Green Room. Oh shit.
0: Oh the Green Room.
1: Oh that's, that's why I recognize that, his name. That's a movie that's hard to watch. With
0: Yeah, if you want to see Sir Patrick Stewart drop the N-word a bunch of times, by all means. Uh, what? Now he's playing a neo-Nazi. <laughs> so that makes he's, it better, question <laughs> mark?
1: He's the kind of monster movie that really scares me. He's just a guy with nothing supernatural.
0: And 100%, there are people like him in the world. 100%. There's no denying it.
1: Sadly, with the uh, gone-too-soon, um, the young man, oh, what's his name? Anton Yelchin. <laughs> Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Wonderful. Uh, but Macon Blair set to write and direct it. For the reboot with Peter Dinklage set to star, why? I I hope as that's not correct. As the Toxic Avenger, yes. As Toxie, yes. I hope that that Ooh. is not true. But I'm so sad.
0: I, I think it's now put put Peter Dinklage as Bozo, and I'm fucking there. No, listen, listen. I don't want to. I I don't want to be there for any of it. Or the, the mayor. Oh, he could be ma- the mayor.
1: You know, I'm assuming they're looking at him like like his role in Infinity War, right? Like as as the dwarf, the the giant, you know, "quote unquote" dwarf. Uh, but please don't. I mean, oh, and I they'll
0: hope, they'll superimpose him as big.
1: I, I assume so, or it's going to be mocap, mo- uh-huh. you know, but his face. Uh, listen, I, we didn't say this at the beginning. If you've not this, seen this movie. Unless you are interested in the history of this independent shock film, don't watch this movie. If there was ever a movie that we said don't watch, don't watch this one.
0: Uh, You know, we kind of, it got glossed over in the beginning. In a 2020 lens, this movie checks all the boxes of being offensive. The R (sighs) word, the N word, the F word, not fuck, the other one. are all said within the first 25 minutes of this film. Sure. Casually. There is a scene where a man is about to anally rape a blind woman. Um, And, like, just just So much. there's,
1: There's hardly a scene in the movie that doesn't have some element that is clearly designed to shock audiences.
0: I mean, I have maybe seen bits and pieces of this, but I've seen enough other trauma movies to know what we were in for. Sure. When the movie started with warning the toxic Avenger contains extreme violence, I was like, oh, my
1: God, no. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I'm trying to think the movies that we've entirely waved our audiences off of. So The Crow 2, City of Angels. <laughs> yep. No reason mm-hmm. to watch. Not objectionable. Just fucking nothing there. If you saw The Crow, you've seen the movie. Don't watch it.
0: The, I think this is the first time we're doing it for content.
1: Yeah. Special. It, is, again, an independent film that at least has Mm -hmm. a perspective and a story. You know, we had varying degrees to which we appreciated that. But this one is such... I mean... uh, Let me pull back. There's actually some interesting things that are happening in this movie. Uh, So allow me to explore a couple of them you react to them
0: just so you know i'm going to leave that silence yeah, in
1: that's there. i hope you do now interesting to point out the production of this film this film st- starts as a straight-up horror film centered around health clubs during the production uh lloyd kaufman the you know the 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 man behind uh trauma entertainment learns that You know, health clubs aren't really the rage that they were earlier. So he shifts and he makes this this kind of horror parody plus superhero genre, which is which is how it gets into the helmet.
0: Yeah. What was the um, what was the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis? And is it staying alive?
1: No. So now, interestingly, that will come out a year later. So this is a 1984 movie in 1985. Yeah. My first note was, well, this is a parody of the 80s fitness scene. That was captured by John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis in Perfect. Perfect. As it turns out,
0: this predates the movie Perfect by Year, but... Because they literally do the same motion that Jamie does to to John Travolta. I'm like, oh, they are 100% ripping off that scene.
1: So, depending on the age of our audience... So, first of all, I mean, if you remember Buns of Steel or Jane (laughs) Fonda's aerobics phase, it's the equivalent of, like, CrossFit or... What are the other no, fit- that
0: that that is that is what this because everyone who went to the gym in the eighties talked about how they went to the gym. No offense to but, anyone in our audience that does CrossFit, but you know within five seconds if someone does CrossFit.
1: But it's especially the aerobics phase, like aer- and again, this is a pre-internet. It's in many places, in many places, pre-cable or early cable. Certainly not the volume of content we had. No, not at all. So there is some insightful parody of the of the fitness craze because the Tromaville Health Club is the center of all of this. Now, again, that's because mid-production, they shift from a health club horror film to this horror-slash-superhero genre. That's why so much of it takes place there.
0: You're telling me there was a moment in time where we wouldn't have had to have watched this movie. <laughs>
1: there was a moment in time. Yeah, sadly... Much like 2020, it fucked us. Yes, clearly. Fuck me. So that is insightful. Um, There's also, we're talking scale. Three years prior, in 1981, the brilliant genius who is Rick Baker, Mm -hmm. special effects artist, does the amazing American Werewolf and in London transformation.
0: That one of the His, best Hollywood special effects of all time. Fight me.
1: 100%. The scene in the bathtub after he's, after he jumped into the toxic waste and he's gotten out and he runs home, he's in the bathtub. That is clearly looking at American werewolf in London and saying, well, we can't do it to the level he did, but what can we get for
0: $500,000? I, I bet you they were paying homage to it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. Had to, 100%. they had to have been like, Wait, but it's it's the the, it's the discount
1: neighborhood version instead of the big city version, right?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't I don't even know what to discuss with this movie. Like, <laughs> there's so much wrong with this movie. You know who I actually did like was Bozo. The actor who played Bozo. Bozo's could,
1: the driver or the buddy?
0: No, the Bozo's driver. The
1: driver. She's
0: stressing me, slugs. Julia's stressing me, slug. I can't take it. I cannot take this slug. She's not here with the car and I gotta drive. I gotta drive, slug. I All gotta right, drive right, slug. already. All right, will you chill out? Because he had a choice. He, <clears throat> or rather, the actor made a choice on this character and he stuck to it through the entire movie. And I think he's the only one who never changes how he's playing the character to get a laugh. And Bozo ebbs and flows as being funny and obnoxious, and you know more power to that actor for doing that
1: so you said the words that guy so there, there's there's two so there is a true that guy actor did you did you catch him his no okay, so do you remember at the at the Mexican restaurant that inexplicably has the samurai the katanas <laughs> hanging on the wall doesn't every Mexican restaurant have? Kittanas hanging on the wall.
0: No? Okay.
1: So the gang that that robs the place, you get the one guy who has the um from from Marvel Comics, do you ever, did you ever see Jack of Hearts? He was a character that half of his body was like <sighs> yep. dead. And he had a black half a black face in the you know hearts motif. So he's clearly doing a ripoff of that character. Uh, but the guy he's wielding the shotgun in the gang, his name is Patrick Kilpatrick. Going through his IMDb, I couldn't even tell you, like, oh, this is the movie that you will know him from. But you 100% know this guy.
0: Well, on his photos on IMDb, there's unfortunately him uh, as an indigenous person. (sighs) And he is not an indigenous man. Oh, no. No, what is this movie? Oh, my. Oh, well, that's. It got worse when I made it bigger.
1: That's what she said. No time. But she did. No time.
0: Oh, my God. Hang on. Wait. Just. I'm going to take you down from here and do this. Oh,
1: no. Oh, Like no. full black wig. That is a Native American. A- that is, a, that is
0: a white man dressed as an indigenous person, and like a stereotypical racist indigenous person. That is, fucked up, oh, like beaded headband and all. Uh huh. Man, he's oh, he's going to be in the Baba Yaga. <gasps> Baba Yaga. Yeah. He, he's totally that guy actor. He was in uh, Minority Report. Yeah. He was one of the cops. Was I think he's the one report. that Tom uh, Six dicks. In the alley. Clearly, uh, I have okay. seen Minority Report more than you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You he's look. he's in what's the Bruce Willis movie where he's like the guy who strolls into town and he's in the middle of the two gangs? Last man, man standing. standing. Yep. He's in that. I, I wanna think he's in at least one Jean Claude Van Damme movie. He is
0: in uh Death Warrant.
1: Death Warrant. Is that uh is that the one what's the one I feel like this has gotta be the same guy. There's a movie where he has a diamond chip in his like one of his front teeth and the good guy is in a, is alone in like an interrogation room or something with him and jams his uh face into the window and uses the diamond to like you know to like cut the glass so wow. they can punch out the he he's just he's, he's in... like the heavy when you when you want the 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 evil looking heavy who's also physically imposing.
0: He has 159 credits to his name. So yes, he is full on that guy actor.
1: Uh, now interestingly, I read in the trivia, so he's in that scene. He quit the film when he had to aim his shotgun at a baby.
0: Yeah, that was fucked up. Good for him for, for doing that.
1: Yep. Uh, so, so that guy, totally that guy actor. Um, there's another now, I saw this in the trivia, and I'll admit I saw it after I'd watched the movie. And I spent probably 15 minutes trying to find it so we could give a timestamp. I could not find it. TSPHC Army again. Don't watch this movie if you haven't watched it. But if you've seen it or you you like this shit um, and you want <laughs> you want to lean in on it, um, Marissa Tomei is an uncredited extra in this. Supposedly, depending on the note you saw. In the health club, she comes out of a shower. She has a towel on. She's not nude. Before he jumps out of the window and lands in the toxic waste, I went through that whole segment. I couldn't see it. So I almost wonder if she's in like the trailer but didn't make the theatrical cut. I couldn't find her. But if you find her, tell us where. I mean, But again, please don't watch it.
0: You know that there's a director's cut of this movie, right? That's twenty five minutes longer. Oh my god, twenty five more minutes. Guess what? We ain't watching it. No, fuck that. Uh, an hour and twenty two minutes was just fine. Uh, yeah, it, and by just fine, I mean fucking, fucking, fucking too much. horrible. Yeah. Uh, here, here's here's the perfect reason why this movie fails. <laughs> okay. Uh, on IMDb, it uh, it always gives the genre that the movie falls in. This movie is listed as an action comedy horror. Yeah. Yes. That has worked in the past, those three things together. But this movie is literally action, comedy, horror, depending on what scene you are in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is that's not an action horror movie that has some comedy or an action comedy movie that has some horror or a horror comedy with some action. It is one of those three things, depending on how much cocaine had been snorted you, that day.
1: You know what? If you want to watch an action comedy horror me- movie... Go watch Shaun of the Dead, and you're welcome. Fuck yeah. That is a fucking A-plus movie. movie. (laughs) Not not this. Can we talk about Melvin, the 98-pound weakling janitor at the health club, is one performer. The Toxic Avenger, after he transforms, is another physical performer. Actually, is another performer, mainly physical, although we hear his voice a couple times. Can we talk about the ADR work? For the Toxic Avengers voice when it shows up.
0: Please don't touch me. <laughs> Please.
1: Hey, 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 hey. It's all right. I'm not gonna hurt you. Are you okay? Yes,
0: I think so. What the fuck? How many red browns are we giving this? Cause I'm giving it oh, 25. Th- this
1: <laughs> oh yeah. This breaks the this breaks the scale. This is oh. it is so bad. So bad.
0: And it's does so the, bad. I'm looking here. Does the toxic... Because it cannot be Michael uh, Cohen doing that. Because we hear Michael Cohen say some lines, too. But then there's just like ADR yeah, added different, in to move... Yeah, there's a different actor the for the on. voice.
1: It is uh, Kenneth Kessler is the voice of the Toxic Avenger. Um, okay. Let me see. Now, not a good sign when you're on Wikipedia and the names are not hyperlinks. <laughs> not a good sign. Kenneth Kessler... Uh, psychiatrist. No, oh, he was a '60s actor. Actor, <gasps> born in 1920.
0: Wait a minute. So he's 64 this when he
1: voices this.
0: Oh, he was the voice of for all the trailers for Trauma. That's why he does this. Got it. Because his only other voice credit, only other acting credit, is Monster in the Closet in '86. Got it. Which is. I believe a trauma film too. Yep. No, it's PG. No, can't be trauma. Uh no, trauma would never release. Oh wait. It, oh it, no, it is a tra- Holy shit, it yeah. is a trauma movie. It, so think PG. think
1: you know, trauma occupies that space of like the shitty other movie on well, see again, our depending on our audience. The double billing of like a drive-in Saturday night double feature. The movie that you didn't hear of was like a Uh trauma movie, right?
0: Yeah, 110%. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. (laughs) I got nothing else to say about this movie. I I, I don't, don't, don't watch it. It's, it, it is wrong in every way.
1: Although, oh, so listen, let's talk about where we're going. We decided. Oh,
0: yeah. This Uh, one. Yeah
1: especially based on the fact that i mean i don't want to send people to watch that we don't want to send people to watch this here's what we said nope. the, uh, sa- uh, amazingly the rest of these movies have theatrical releases there's like three more after this trauma with its place in independent alt cinema deserves mention we have mm-hmm. mentioned it we're not pulling any more Toxic Avenger movies. We're gonna pull the other slips out of the helmet. No,
0: these are not superhero the, movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is not the kind of movie that either one of us wants to dive deep into, as evidenced by the fact that we haven't really talked about what happens in the movie because it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. No, uh, the, the, nothing is redeemable in this movie. Dogs are shot. Uh, a kid is run over. It's it's a fucking there, trash there's show. N-
1: there's nothing interesting it's, or insightful or 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 what e- I think what either of us would call good art. Again, art is subjective.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Both of you know for both of us, this movie fails on you know in my mind. It gets like a couple of little blips where it's clearly pointing out something interesting, you know, commentary on the fitness scene, homage to Rick Baker. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I mean, I, I'd struggle to find anything else re- redeeming. You know, it's the kind of movie where if you're twelve, somehow and you and you are able to watch this, right? Like you're excited. Because there's boobs in it, oh, yeah. are there but again, boobs that's fitting. Ev- that's all fitting the, the genre, right?
0: Like a little bit of titillation and <laughs> a little
1: bit of shock, and boy, that's an experience,
0: right? Oh. I, the only other thing is the the army showing up and like everyone being like, "Oh, the Toxic Avenger is a hero," and then he flat out murders the mayor, who is crooked. But listen, we murders him in front of everyone and somehow he is still we can't listen we cannot
1: dissect in any way the plot of this movie it's fucking ridiculous i just saw note marissa tomei i don't think appeared in the theatrical cut i think she's only in the director's cut and part of me wonders well i'll bet um, you i'll bet you she was cut from the original theatrical release Subsequent to that, in the following years, she becomes a star. They put that footage back in for the director's cut. So, if you own the director's cut, I'm sure you'll see it. But if you have the regular one, you're not going to see it. I looked, and now, now I wish I'd seen that note. Shit. <laughs>
0: that's okay. Um, so it's so they Italian staled her. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: that's true. They totally did.
0: All right, so end of movie. There's a voiceover, you know, uh, clearly the, leaving. Who, who gives a fuck what yeah, he clear, says?
1: So basically, it's it's the toxic Avenger prowling the city, you know, with the idea that if you're doing bad, he's going to come find you.
0: One hundred percent. And oh, you know, we didn't talk about what we can talk about now because it's played, I believe, at the end. Also, clearly, Trauma didn't spend any money on the <laughs> mu- right. on the music rights because they used Night on Fucking Bald Mountain everywhere.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Which is, don't get me wrong, an amazing classical song. It was the first time that America went, "Hey, Disney can be dark and scary." In Fantasia, like that's that's a fucked up. So shit I went in there. to see
1: if I could find the moment in Bald Mountain when it's that iconic. Uh, I was flipping through. I found a Fantasia video on YouTube. I forgot that there are boobs in there are cartoon boobs in Fantasia. I was like, "Oh, this was." I clearly don't remember this.
0: Do you, do you know what there's also in Fantasia?
1: Uh, well, I remember the devils. What
0: that had been removed no. in another one of the the music sequences. Um, racial epitaphs of African Americans. Yikes! In the uh, satyr section, there are the white satyrs, and then there are like 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 with the, like minst- the kind of like hair that they put on them and show. Uh huh, and. If you watch it on Disney Plus, so it just shows them standing there for a second and you can't see anything below their <gasps> waist. Disney fucking cut it right out. And look, good for them. Yikes. Cut it out. It Doesn't no one needs to Yikes. see that shit. Holy shit. Um, All right. So, uh end of movie is opening for a sequel, but who gives a shit cuz we ain't doing any more of these. Um and did you uh, Please go ahead. Go, go no, I'm gonna say movie. So go ahead and say whatever else you need to. About well, it, it
1: it it happens after the movie, so you
0: go ahead. <laughs> okay, and
1: movie. As the credits roll, did you mm-hmm. notice that Sarah, his blind girlfriend, gets the first credit. The Toxic Avenger gets the second.
0: Sure. <laughs> Good for her. Good for and, her. And Sarah never shows her boobs. She's one of the only female characters in here that has a, a speaking lines that doesn't show her That's boobs. That's
1: right. Now, she is braless in a tank top, but you're right. And no she's,
0: she's topless when they are having sex, but he is covering her in a way that you can't see anything. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, so tasteful.
0: So tasteful. So Tazel, uh, so Todd, that was not a movie. That was a war crime. L- listen, um, I
1: gotta be honest with you. I have no interest ex- in exploring any of the questions. Do you? We we, we I why mean, it, why it's why, pretty,
0: why we didn't talk about the movie? My favorite character is Bozo. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, the best scene is my, when favorite, the character started my fa- fa- favorite character Sarah.
1: My favorite favorite character Sarah. The the That's blind fair. the 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 running gag of the blind girl. It's funny for uh-huh. a split second. They take it, you know, way beyond that.
0: But, yeah. Oof. Um, the one scene I would cut, uh, all of the movie. All of the movie. Uh, the dog getting shot. You know, if, if we're going specific, that dog getting shot in that graphic way does not need to be shown.
1: Uh, interestingly, uh, in, trauma's fun, his, in trauma's history, so at this point, by the time this movie comes out, Troma's almost 10 years old. Uh, yeah. They had never received more complaints than the dog getting shot up to that point in their history. Like that was their high water mark at that time it. for complaints. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I can believe that. Um, and after having the most fun, it's Bozo. That guy is doing something in a different movie and I want to go watch the movie he's in, not this one.
1: You know, I, I had a note. It went, so I actually did take notes. Um,
0: but oh yeah i don't know if that's going to stay in the in the episode but TSPHC army i stopped writing notes about 10 minutes into this film i was like no this movie is not worthy of my time
1: so when i take so we have different methods my method is i so i've got a whole block at the beginning that's about production stuff talk about our beer Uh our money then i have my notes for the discussion which is like what's happening in the movie right after that i have a section where if there are themes that i want to explore i'll start jotting those mm-hmm. down so so the oh, one of those was i talked about trauma and then i put it in the place you know again those other people in alt cinema you know and you know among that peer group but the first yeah. note under themes this is literally what i have written down the quote acting end quote dot 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 this is i mean so you are, you are a trained and accomplished and uh, veteran actor. Fair
0: statement. Well, I, I don't know about all those things, but uh, sure. I am a actor.
1: <laughs> you are an actor who has devoted study and time to bettering his craft.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll take that.
1: It, it, am I wrong to think that not necessarily everyone, but am I wrong to think that many of the people that we see in this film have clearly... No conception of the craft of acting. Is that harsh?
0: No. Um, And some (laughs) had ideas for it, but I didn't understand why. Why was the one cop clearly a Nazi in disguise?
1: The the police chief? Yeah. The the order has been given. It is our destiny. We
0: have to follow the orders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the other cop being the uh the stereotypical Irish, Irish beat cop. Beat cap, I was just yeah. like Clancy? Yeah. W- why? Like, yeah. and I don't I, think those two people came in with those choices. What? Lloyd Kaufman and um the other director, whatever uh, his name is, the,
1: clearly uh, were like, "Hey, can you Michael, do a German accent?" Michael, Michael Hertz.
0: <laughs> Michael Hertz. <laughs> That's right. They, well, they clearly, like, can you do an Irish accent? Can you do a German accent? Can you be a uh, problematic, uh, for lack of a better term for them, a cross-dresser? Can you uh, be an effeminate gay man? Can you uh, just...
1: Yeah. It, 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 th- that's, that's like, the level... I, I would have loved... To, I, I would be fascinated to see, like, what the shoot... I, I would love to see the shooting script for this movie. Because I wonder I, how much okay. of that is like, there's a sentence to describe somebody and that's it.
0: And they're... Or is there like a show... Do you think there's like a, a movie Bible? Like, this is the backstory to this character?
1: No. <laughs> oh, no! I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> no. <was> no. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> All right. So once again, the IMDb score for this movie was a 6.3. I mean, I think I feel Zero. like Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch it. Dad's yeah. breakdown. Zero. This Don't. No. No.
0: No. No. Absolutely not.
1: The only reason to watch this is, I, I think there's two people who should watch this. One is, and listen, there's a this had a cult following, which is why it got sequels. If you love schlocky horror movies, then yeah, watch this. It's going to be what you expect. No,
0: no. If you like schlocky horror movies, go watch uh, Dead Alive. Peter Jackson's zombie movie—that is schlocky horror in the best way. A priest at one point says the line in a Kiwi accent, "I kick ass for the Lord." (laughs) Listen,
1: if you're in that genre, I feel like you're always on the look. It's so much better than this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like,
0: if you want a schlocky horror comedy, go watch *Dead Alive*.
1: I'm not recommending this. I'm saying that they're like the two people who watch this. Are schlocky (laughs) horror fans, or again, if you if you want to understand this, the legacy of independent film and the reactions to the studio system, you're at some point you're going to get to *Trauma*. You know, I'm not saying you're going to like it, but I think among *Trauma*, this is probably—is it safe to say this is probably one of *Trauma*'s most successful. Properties, I'm looking through the list of other trauma films. And again, even this list is a sampling because they made or acquired over a thousand. But I would say you'd be hard pressed to find a trauma film that was more successful
0: than this franchise. So if you this is this is definitely the top the high water mark for for trauma. Yeah, 100 percent. And yeah. that's saying a lot about trauma. It's saying
1: a lot, 100 percent agree. But again, we're not saying go watch it. I'm just saying there are people
0: who Dude. will watch it. Yeah. Um, so I'm done talking about this film. Yes.
1: Yes. Hey, Casey, why don't so, you, you know, that give us a us better to... fucking film? Uh, let's see.
0: Now it's time to pull the next movie from Thor's helmet.
1: Boy, I'll say this. The, have... the, the opening half of season four has been fucking rough. We've had some <laughs> clunkers in here.
0: All right. I have a piece of paper in my hand. <sighs>
1: Listen, man. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. Hang on. Before you do that. Wait. Edit, if
0: you, edit,
1: wait does it have three letters? It's blank. <laughs> no, it's blank. <laughs> oh. Okay. that's Then that's wild card, so it's MCU, right? No, shut Shut up. So after Guardians, is it Age of Ultron?
0: Yeah. But I pulled another piece of paper, and we don't have to worry about any of the rest of the series, because we are doing... Oh! <gasps> I just Hilden watched this a little while world. ago.
1: I'm so excited! Oh,
0: the great movie!
1: This is a great fucking movie! Holy shit! This has
0: Brandon Routh
1: and Chris Evans
0: and Anna Kendrick and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Hello, <laughs>
1: and Brie Olson.
0: Want to try that again? And Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. <laughs>
1: Who's Brie Olsen? Is that a person? I do.
0: <laughs> not a person. Brie Olsen. You were so confident, Oh, Brie Olsen is
1: a, per- yes. Oh, she's, oh, she's a, um, she's a pornographic film performer. Yes. She's not in it.
0: She's in Humans. decide piece. for yourself if you want to keep this in the film, or in the uh, episode or not. <laughs> she,
1: keep it, well, I'll do it. Keep it in. Oh, you know, she it, was way, this is your. she part. was one of Charlie oh Sheen's goddesses remember
0: sure that's w- that's why you know the that, name.
1: that's totally why i know her uh, yeah i don't know oh, i'm not familiar what is this genre pornographic i don't know what that is i don't know but hey <laughs> casey why don't we watch a trailer
0: <laughs> fuck yeah let's watch that trailer this is scott pilgrim's precious little life scott if your life had a face i would punch it yeah wait what He's a rocker. Oh my god! A slacker <laughs> and a lover. He's got here. Uh you know what? He just left. Really? Yeah. Now, one mystery girl. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. Somebody said she was gonna be here tonight, actually. We'll make him. So this is a date, eh? Did I say date? Slip the towel. Tongue.
1: A fighter. Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first
0: evil ex-boyfriend. Wait! We're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm Mm-mm. What was all that about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex-boyfriends? Seven evil exes, yes. I'm talking to you, Scott Pilgrim! Do I have to defeat your seven evil exes? Pretty much. What's up? How's life? He seems nice. If she's the girl of your dreams, then you have to let her know. Step up your
1: game, Scott.
0: Break out the L word. Lesbian?
1: The other L word.
0: Lesbians?
1: What are you doing? Getting a life.
0: (laughs) We all have baggage. My baggage doesn't try and kill me every five minutes. You punched me in the boob. Prepare to die, obviously. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. That was epic. I dislike you. Capiche? Tell to the cleaning lady on
1: Monday. What? Because you'll be dust by Monday. Um. Because you'll be pulverized in two seconds. And the cleaning lady, she cleans up dust. She dusts.
0: Oh, I am so fucking jazzed to watch this. this...
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to throw this out to Matta right now. This is one of the few comic book movies. Now, again, our, genre, our, our podcast is superhero movies. It doesn't necessarily have to start from a comic book. But in terms of comic book movies, I think for Mata, I think that is the best comic book movie ever, is this movie. Okay. So I wonder if I can get him to join and, us.
0: And the reason, and TSPHC Army, the reason this one made it into the helmet is because it has... So many other people who end up as superheroes later on yeah. in their careers. We got, we, I almost said we got Lex Luthor, but we don't. <laughs> I almost did it. It's not Jesse Eisenberg, it's Michael Sarah. It's Michael It's the Cera. other one. <laughs> it's
1: the, the one who's so much funnier. Yes. I'll watch uh, Michael Sarah in fucking anything.
0: Would you watch Michael Sarah play Lex Luthor? Oh, 100%. Like, wait, wait. Exactly like Jesse Eisenberg. Yes,
1: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yes. I, listen, so I'm a don't huge forget, I'm ar- on
0: record in saying it. I like uh, Eisenberg's version of Lex Luthor because it's Lex Luthor Junior. First of all, sure. Listen. Uh, we don't need to relitigate all this shit. Okay. Um yeah. But we've got we've got Chris <laughs> Evans. We've got Brandon Routh. We've got Brie Larson. Brie Larson. We've got uh, uh,
1: point of order. We do not have Brie Olson. She is not in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true but we also have uh edgar wright who for i mean yes do you realize that ant-man was announced at the same time as iron man
1: no was it really
0: yes at the at the 2007 san diego comic-con those were going to be their their two beginners i mean listen and then it I'll, kept getting pushed and pushed and we all know what happened oy, oy, oy.
1: i'll say it when we pull ant-man which is two movies ahead in the MCU and I'll say it now mm-hmm. I did not go see Ant-Man at the at the premiere I was like this is going to suck the movie is brilliant and it is because Paul Paul Rudd deserves credit but it's Edgar Wright the fucking genius
0: you you realize Edgar Wright did not direct Ant-Man right What No it's I, Peyton Reed what? It's the guy who directed the last episode of The Mandalorian. Edgar Wright left due to creative differences.
1: No, 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 no. He, what? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Well, Todd, cut all time. the
0: army. Listen, if anyone would like to become the new co-host, of damn it. I thought he left. He left due to creative differences. He he got as far as releasing. I thought he left before Ant Man and the Wasp. No, no. He, Peyton Reed is doing all three. It's still Edgar's script, and I believe he does get script credit. Got it. But certain parts of it they didn't want to do. So, like, like yeah. When Edgar was doing this, was writing Ant Man, he was dating Anna Kendrick.
1: Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Well, listen. Listen, because there's there are some movies that we will admit. Are it's a stretch to get him in the helmet? I don't even I'm care okay with if Mitt. Scott Pil- Pilgrim. Yeah, it's such an a, amazing movie. Oh my god, so good. Oh, that's amazing. But
0: also, what what's so great about this movie is um, that it it is also it's going to enter a different genre for us, being a, a video game. I mean, this movie is. Is probably the best video game movie ever made. It's not. It's not a vid, but it plays sure. out like a video game. Sure.
1: It it starts as a comic. Mm-hmm. Has a brilliant, but but clearly the comic is inspired and structured by video games, right? Like it, it, it's in the headspace that we live in, right? It's it's in this geek headspace that we live in. Uh I, I watched it just the other day. And I think it was one of those I, I didn't seek it out. I think it was changing channels, and it was on. I was like, "Well, I'm stopping." And I think I watched yeah, yeah. probably eighty percent of like it was twenty percent in, and I watched the rest. Oh, so so good, so
0: good, I'm so jazz. And yeah, and we, we're go Brie, away from bad movies again. Brie
1: Larson, Larson, and Brie Larson just released this, the uh, the dance to the song that. Um the Clash of Demonhead performs in the movie? Really? Did you not see this? Oh, I'll send it to you. No. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, she Yeah, she just released some video cuz she's got that YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, she does. Uh where <laughs> all the uh all the uh LTB L GBTQ people that are really into her when she was like, I have a big announcement and then it was that. People like like, oh, I thought she was going to come out as gay. <laughs> that's right. No, not it. Like, not sorry, it. Sorry to disappoint. I mean, she may be and she may just not want to discuss it and that's sure. perfectly fine. Totally fine. fine. Uh, but she's definitely a gamer.
1: Yeah, she is. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so excited for this. So we'll see if uh, l- let me see if I can convince Mata to do it.
0: Oh, that reminds me so it's Can not we... a
1: dance I'm sorry it's not a dance it's her I think it's her cover so she might be singing it yes she's singing oh. it. so' I'm, I'm gonna Oh. I'll send this to you send yeah. it to me yeah
0: yeah uh, hey man. uh so Todd
1: oh. that was a movie <laughs> yeah that was a movie uh yes it was it totally was Todd so, hey Casey
0: if people want to uh, <laughs> discuss anything that we've talked about in this episode, oh, we've got so far off the oh rails. Oh, my God. There's so much. Yep. the Army, there was a long conversation we had in there that will not make the episode, but it really put us in a different headspace.
1: <laughs> right now, so, we are close sorry. to one hour and 50 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, my guess that's is probably what you're a good like a 20 minute conversation that just <laughs> happened
0: it. that we were just like, oh, it's wait, gone. we're still doing a podcast. Yeah, so
1: that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Casey, you know, uh, we exist on a variety of platforms. You can track me down on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at syr or a blog tmpnsyr.com. Casey, where can people find you should they want to learn more about you?
0: I am on Twitter at not ryan casey. I am on Instagram at not, not ryan casey. The podcast itself also has a Twitter and Instagram feed. It is uh, TSPHC tweets. I'll take I hope that the uh, TSPHC army can figure out which one that's for. And for the other one, it is Superpod HeroCast. That's right. We've got. You can f- also <laughs> please. Oh boy, this is rough. <laughs>
1: This movie fucked us, is really what happened.
0: <laughs> you can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters. Tony. We've also got a webpage,
1: which is tsphc.com. We've got a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash superpodherocast. If you are interested in stuff we do kind of a little farther afield, we've got a Patreon uh, page which is Uh, In its third season of original content, our theme this year is bookends, the good and the bad. We've taken three genres, one that you love, one that I love, and one that we love, and done the, the worst and the best of each of them. We've already gone through the horror genre, a genre you love, doing Maximum Overdrive, and just back in December releasing the best of the horror genre with... Halloween Up next, oh, yes. a genre I love, the Western. Ooh, mm, so yes, be we should soon. be
0: putting out a poll pretty soon for that. That's right. Oh, wait, we already have. Never mind. Oh, boy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. This fucking episode. Hey, uh, so you got a lot. We both have a lot of editing to do in this episode. We but sure do. The sound quality you hear coming from us is thanks to the wonderful Kitsy. Uh, they do all the EQ for us, make us sound much better when we're rambling on like a couple of dum dums. That they do. Uh, Kitsy's, uh, all of Kitsy's work is uh, available for sample at kitsy.com. That's K I T Z Y.com. Our music comes to us from
1: two sources. Our theme music is Take a Chance from Kevin McLeod. He puts out a variety of music royalty free at his website, which is Incompetech.com. Dot com Feather Duster by Shane Ivers, which is m- music we got for our beer music. It's available at SilvermanSound.com, and he also puts out a variety of music, uh, royalty-free music. So, thank you.
0: So, that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan.
1: For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic.
0: Be, Be Heroic. heroic. Yeah, Yeah. oh boy. Scott, motherfucking pilgrim.
1: Yes!